and welcome back to Silly Breakfast. We have a full cast here. We got the Thai guy, we got the Salt Man, and uh, your host, Maddie. All right, so what you guys got? I, I just have to comment before I say that we have anything done. Before we pressed record, John just had the daintiest little blow. He was blowing away like a feather on Forrest Gump or something. What were you doing over there? <laughs> there was a dog hair on my screen, and I was it was it was proving to be more difficult than a than a dainty blow. So I had to I had to get my hands involved. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, sorry, <laughs> I forgot you can see me. <laughs> <laughs> you can go ahead then, John. With that after right. that dainty blow. Uh I guess my what you got is I got a dog hair on the screen. <laughs> no, um, oh it's still there. Um I've got uh I didn't really think this through too much before we just jumped on, but I guess I can say I've got a an unofficial fantasy football playoff berth. Me and Maddie are looking pretty good right now at the top of the standings. Tyler's been in a tailspin the last couple of weeks. His emotions are all over. Yeah, but the he's place. still in the playoff picture, and if he wins, he's in. Yep. And if, if, he if wins, Cisco if Cisco loses, he's in too. So correct. And I'm playing Cisco this week, so you're a you're a rum ham fan, Tyler. Um, but yeah, it's that time of the year again when you the greatest time of the year when you actually if you actually make it is fantasy football playoff times. You live and die by every play. Um, yeah, the only way I miss is if Cisco out wins, I lose, and outscores me by like 150 points. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same boat if Cisco beats me, but he has to outscore me by like 100 points. So I'm, and even if Tyler yeah, wins, I lose. It, yeah. yeah, so yeah, we we um, can bump down in the standings, but we can't really go too far. Yeah, so it's nice to be able to kind of relax this weekend and not have to like. I mean, I'm still going to try to win and and ruin Cisco's year, but. Um, yeah, I got an unofficial playoff berth along with, uh, Mr. Maddie here. So yeah, that's my, what you get. Yeah. All three of the silly B pod, B pod could be in the playoffs this year. That'd be fun. It'll be really fun. That would be wild. Sports experts. (laughs) Yep. That's what we're doing here. Well, how about you, Ty? What you got? So last week I talked about how I had a broken fridge. Now I have a broken back. And I have a belly full of Donimos. I just, uh, I just gouged out, I gorged up on some Donimos and just wanted. I, I'm feeling so sick from. You got fu- you've got future diarrhea. Yeah, I just made an investment into diarrhea in my future, and it's paying dividends already. Broken back, you say. I just, my back has been all messed up. I I must have picked up my daughter in the wrong way or something. And uh, I'm doing a whole lot of solo parenting this week. And it just keeps getting worse. And so that's why I ordered Domino's is that I could not scrounge up some food. And I don't have a fridge. Aaron's on another one of her benders. Yeah, she's on she's on a bender. She's just out of the bar every night. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. Solo parenting yeah. stuff. <laughs> no, shout out my wife. She's doing she's doing God's work out there, but uh in drinking at the bars. But yeah. So it's uh it's been it's been a rough go at it. We're we're on the downward slope though. Today is hump day. We're about to get on the other side of this. And tomorrow I'm going to have a fully cleansed uh, lower gastrointestinal area. So, you know, we're going to start fresh on Thursday. There you go. There you go. 
Nice. All right. So my what you got is that this is peak cinema season. So last week I went to the movies, I think three times. Uh, I saw four or no twice. I saw four, four new movies from 2023 this week. I'm going to see this weekend. I'm going to see the boy and the heron, the uh, new Miyazaki animated feature. Um, you know, the goat of an- animated features and, then I will be seeing Maestro on sun- Sunday, I believe. Uh, we're going to drive to the city to see Maestro to see the new Bradley Cooper movie about Leonard Bernstein. And it's just my favorite time of year because I just live at the cinema. I watch tons of new movies on like, you know, Prime or wherever you can download them or whatever, or whatever you can um, buy them, VOD, or they come to streamers. Um, and yeah, the, the movie I'm most anticipated uh, in seeing the rest of the year is seemingly not playing anywhere in Massachusetts for the rest of the year. It's called, it's called the zone of interest. Uh, it's a German movie um, by Jonathan Glazer. It's seems really intense. I heard it is like horrifying in the most bizarre way because it's about uh, a family that lives nest next to Auschwitz <laughs> and like them, like in like just about their family. And it's apparently like very terrifying, but like also very weird and bizarre. And he's an amazing director. So I'm really intrigued to see that. It's a rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it is. Uh, it's almost like a mind horror film, I guess. But, uh, oh, lovely. Uh, now, but I'm very excited for it. So, now, Maddie, yeah, what is your go-to at the theater when you go for a snack? Uh, I, 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 I love popcorn, so I am always popcorn. Uh, I popcorn and just a lemonade. You butter, you butter that stuff up? Uh, butter the popcorn. You got to butter the oh, popcorn. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen a trick. I don't know if you know this trick. You stick a straw down the middle of the popcorn and you uh, you squirt, get some butter in the straw. So it goes into the lower levels and then you kind of like slowly lift the straw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, The theater we mostly go to at the Regal by us, uh, they butter the popcorn for you. But what's oh, good is yeah. they do know how to do it where they like Layer fill it. half the bag and yeah. then pour butter on, then fill it and then pour butter on. So it's good stuff. Butter, butter on popcorn. Brie doesn't like love a lot of butter, but I want to leave the theater with my, the my mouth just glistening. Yeah, my beard is always a mess, and my hands yeah. are always. I always get a napkin for the theater. Oh uh, yeah. All right, <clears throat> let's move into baseball. Actually, we are talking baseball in December because some things have happened. So we traded Alex Verdugo to the Yankees, and not only that, but the Yankees are looking to finalize a deal for Juan Soto. Um, seems like they're going to be trading a bunch of prospects and pitchers and stuff like that. But yeah, boo Yankees. Uh, Verdugo is an interesting piece just because like as Tyler and I were talking about before, he doesn't really hit a lot of home runs, but he, like as Tyler said, he hits a lot of doubles and stuff like that, which actually he, as Tyler pointed out, it could turn into um, home runs in Yankee stadium potentially. Yeah. Um, he's, he has, he he's also gonna, isn't the greatest like, defensive player. So, you know, it's, it's very hard to say. Do you guys have any thoughts on these two deals? Like are the Yankees back? Uh, I think the Yankees are getting there, especially if they get Soto and they, and they, they get that Yamamoto uh, guy from Japan. I think they're back. But Verdugo is an interesting one because he was the the main piece in the Mookie Betts trade um, four years ago, whenever that was. So he was supposed to be like the prospect of the of the trade. So now, I mean, we officially lost that trade. He was kind of a cancer in the clubhouse, from what I understand. He was 
benched several times for not hustling. Him and, and Cora didn't really get along very well. So I think this move, they did they got three pitchers, one of which should be like a reliever, should be okay. Um, so they really, I just think we're trying to dump him. Um, change the culture. They got a new GM, the old former Red Sox pitcher, Craig Breslow. But I don't mind the trade. I think he's easily replaceable in this lineup. Um, hopefully that, you know, means that we're going to actually go out and go after somebody. Um, I don't think he's going to make a huge difference on the Yankees. I mean, he could, he's got that left, that, that he's a lefty and that left field or right field porch is so short, but kind of crazy. Only seven trades have happened between the Red Sox and Yankees since like 1950 or something like that. I think the last one was Steven drew. Well, there, there was there another one this year. Yeah, it was uh, during the season this year. They traded, like, middling pitchers for each other. Oh, did they? Yeah, and Adam Adovino was one a couple of years ago. And But, yeah, I mean, he was streaky. I'm not super disappointed. I think he's easily replaceable, like I said. And if he's a cancer in the clubhouse, get him out. We need to switch shit up. Yeah, I think that this is really a sign that the Red Sox are just going to be committed to go to using the young talent that they have uh, on the field this year, which is a net positive. They have a pretty good farm system. Let's start seeing these guys start to play um, as opposed to just using them as theoretical pieces. If the Yankees get Juan Soto, we're not in competition for a couple years, at least with them. And we're, we've made some allusions to it before the pod, and we'll get into it later, especially if Shohei Otani signs in the AL East. The Orioles are good, so why don't we set ourselves up in, uh, in a few years? The, the Orioles are good, young, and um, there's a video out there of Jackson Holiday and his younger brother. Jackson Holiday is one of the young prospects. They're the two sons of former uh, slugger Matt Holiday, and they just absolutely rake. And they're coming up soon, too. So let's just uh, ride this one out and be the basement. Uh, you, you know, the, the the Red Sox have given us a lot these last few years. Let's uh, let's ride it out with all of our teams in the basement, or two of the four teams in the basement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I do agree with you with the minor league, with Rafaela and then this Abreu kid. I guess they're going to give them a chance to, um, you know, win that starting job, which good, good for them. I think we need to start bringing some of these prospects up. I mean, yeah, if it, we're going to be bad, at least like let the youth like go up and make time in the league, you know, like, you know, yeah. with, their, with their bats in. You saw Cassis last year. People wanted to send him back down. They thought he was going to be. And then in the second half of the year with more at bats, more time seeing big league pitching. He's a legit star coming up now. He, he's so good. Yeah. Agreed. And you guys want to touch on Otani, right? Yeah. Uh, so Otani is uh, Otani's looking to sign, and I, I would guess that it's it's imminent. But one of the crazier things about this is that he is advocating for no leaks on any of the meetings. He does not want any attention to his signing. He is essentially the anti-LeBron James. He's not going to schedule a meeting. He's not going to do any. He's requiring teams to meet on Zoom in front of all white backgrounds. He doesn't want to be impressed with show. Uh, he, I was going to say show hey, but he does not hey. want to be impressed with any of the the glitz and glamour. He just wants to be told how they're going to win and how they're going to market him. 
There was some talk about him potentially signing with the Red Sox. I don't think that that's possible. I don't think no. that they have the team for it. Uh, and a lot of it was built around his connection to New Balance, which is obviously headquartered in, in New England and in Boston. Um, but it looks like that it's down to a couple teams right now. Uh, that And one of the surprises is the Toronto Blue Jays being involved and in being a big-time player in it. Uh, the Blue Jays have been middling really with a lot of young talent uh, and it will be crazy because he's going to sign over 500 million he's not going to pitch this year and uh, that apparently the contracts that are out there are going to be heavily incentivized if he does decide to pitch so there's a baseline of being the richest contract of all time and then there's going to be boosters to it every year he pitches yeah i think um I think with him not pitching, he's not going to get as much money as he would have if he was fully, fully healthy. Um, but yeah, some of the teams involved were the obviously the Dodgers are always involved. I think the Yankees, if they get Soto, I don't think they're going to chase Otani anymore. But it's, it's I've seen the Blue Jays, the Yankees, or Blue Jays, the Dodgers, um, the Giants were another one. I heard the Braves were like interested. And then I guess today it was tweeted out that there's a secret team involved and it's that's believed to be Tampa Bay, which would be crazy because they've never spent money like that. Not even, you know, even close to that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in the secret, the whole secrecy thing, L.A.'s uh, manager, Dave Roberts, old Red Sox great, said, fuck that. And literally came out and said, we hosted Otani last week. And like, <laughs> so like, I don't know if that's going to hurt them or not, but. When you have a, a money to throw around like they do, you can kind of do whatever you want. But it would be a real yeah, bummer if Otani came to Toronto or Tampa. It was really funny when he did that, too. You could tell he had that oh shit moment where he realized that he said something he shouldn't have. And then the PR people like came up to tap him on the shoulder and he like ended the press conference pretty soon thereafter. But I, I would guess that one of the, the secret teams also is going to be Seattle. He's uh he's well known that he lives in Seattle in the off season and uh and and he likes how close it is to home. Um the other part of it is that he wants another Japanese player on the team with him. And um some of these teams do not currently have a Japanese player on the roster or a Japanese person that, that he could play with. The Red Sox do, but um None of yeah. uh, some of these teams don't, and I would guess that that means that they're going to sign one of the big pitchers as well. So some team is going to throw around almost a billion dollars this off season just to get. That's wild, 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 wild stuff. I mean, when you're the best in the world at what you do, it pays. But uh, let's move I on to the ins. Yeah, just keep going. I think it's going to be the Dodgers. That's my you prediction. Think? Yeah, I think they're just going to throw a shitload of money at them. Yeah, it's hard. Do you have a prediction? I'm going to guess the Blue Jays. I, I think that the only reason that they're engaged with him is uh, because they want it to happen. And the only reason that he's even considering it is because he likes his privacy. It's a very uh, diverse city. And it's it's one that I think that he would be very happy in. And think about how sick he'd look in a Blue Jays jersey. Yeah, totally. Pretty, pretty similar in a Dodgers one, same color. All right, guys, let's move on to the in-season tournament. So uh, the Pelicans beat the Kings, the Bucks beat the Knicks, the Lakers sneak by 
Suns, and of course, our Celtics lost in an amazing game versus Indy. That game was absolutely stellar throughout. Um, they just clearly wanted it more. They were hustling way more than we were. The Celtics kind of really let let me down in the fourth quarter. Uh, I thought they were pretty unimpressive for, uh, for the last half of the fourth quarter. And it was just really sad to see because uh, as of now, every one of our picks from our uh, from our picks last week are now are, are now out. <laughs> so we were all wrong. Uh, not we're one not guys. one team from from all three of us uh, made it. Um, but yeah, Indy is a hell of a team. Tyrese Halliburton is a superstar in the making. Uh, he is easily one of my top five players to watch right now. He's actually probably my favorite player to watch in the NBA this year. Uh, he is an offensive force. He obviously struggles on defense, but he does get, tend to get some steals. But he is probably the best passer not named Jokic in the league. Um, his shot is ugly, but it's so efficient. And he had that four-point play that was just absolutely killer to the Celtics uh, that also hit me a parlay, a huge parlay, which was really nice. I won every bet on that game, actually. Shout out uh, Rick Carlisle, the pride. What a great coach. Great coach. Pride of Massachusetts, Boston Celtic player, and uh, UMaine alum. So he hits it on all all factors for, for this team. Um, great coach, won one with Dallas, always been in the mix, and he brought Indy, Indy back from the grave. They were they were poor. Uh, I have no idea why, in God's name, the, the Sacramento Kings ever traded Halliburton for Sabonis. I think Sabonis is a lot better than this than the narrative is about him right now. He is soft on defense, but he is a machine when it comes to rebounding and scoring in the post. And he, I, he's just a hell of a player. And sometimes these bigs get thrown around in there a little bit as being overrated when they do that. But it's the Kevin Love syndrome. Eventually you overcome it. Um, What's crazy is Fox has been one of the best, like probably five point guards in the NBA this season too. So, but I think halliburton has been better personally, but Fox is a better defender. So. Yeah. The, I just can't believe that they traded him. It, 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 when that trade happened, it was crazy, but the, Indy's built fun. They they sling the ball around. They, you know, Neesmith, Obi Toppin, Neesmith, dude, Neesmith coming <laughs> coming for that ass, dude. He did the game. too small to Drew Holiday. Do you yeah. see that? He did yeah. the too small to Drew Holiday. It was amazing. I love Neesmith. I was a fan of his coming into the league. I was a fan of him on the Celtics, even though he did not produce like we wanted him to. But he is finding his place in Indy, and he is really making the best of it. Yeah, they're they're a frisky frisky team. Halliburton, yeah. I think, say up and coming superstar. I think he's I think he's here. I think it's you know. Yeah, was that his arrival moment? Just beating the Celtics like that, just like, and, and that's coming off injury too. He yeah, and he's he was slow to start the game. He had like seven points for the most part of the game. Then in the third quarter, he went off. Uh, like that and, four point play was a dagger. I mean, that was the end of the game right there. That just like, yeah. Yeah, I mean he's fun to watch. It sucks when he does it when good players do it to our team, but he's very likable too. I feel like he's, I don't know, good young player, and the, that Indiana team is frisky. Not a team that I'd really want to see in the playoffs personally, but um, I would love a seven game series with them just for the fun of it. Just because I mean, it's going to be, be so fun, high scoring. It's yeah. going to be so high scoring. Yeah, I. It was good. I, I, you know what's been crazy about this tournament, and in in particular watching the Celtics of late is Banton's minutes. 
insane yeah. how many minutes he's getting. And and I like him as a player. He he can't really score all that well, but he's a great ball handler. And he's huge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like Ben. He's 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 uh he's he's making the most of his minutes, I think, um, for what he what he's doing out there. These, I don't know if you guys saw, but the Bucks hit twenty three threes last night. They could not miss from three. Like even Giannis hit a three. Like the whole team was just draining threes last night. They put up one hundred forty something points. You say twenty three threes. Yeah, they hit 23 threes. They, they, it was crazy. And the Knicks only hit like seven or something like that. Yeah. Knicks being Knicks. Then I didn't I, I fell asleep during the game, but uh, apparently uh there was a there were some questionable calls at the end of the game, the Lakers game last night with uh like uh I, I think something to do with a timeout and um Austin Reeves, but I, I didn't see it, so I don't really want to comment on either. it. But. I heard um, so the Lakers too. did win. So we have the Lakers Pelicans um, on Thursday night. And at 5 PM um, tomorrow, we have Bucks Indy, which is a bummer because I have a work event at four. <laughs> so I'm going to miss most of that game. Dude, uh, Pacers, Pacers Pelicans would be such a funny final for the in-season tournament. Oh, I know. I know. I love it. That's what, that's exactly what I want to Pelicans, but the- Pelicans. Uh, yeah. That, I kind of hope the Pelicans win. Like Pelicans would be such a, such a. I still think it's wild that there's a team called the Pelicans. I will never not think that's funny. But if they're the inaugural in-season tournament winners, that would just be beautiful. Yeah. Well, you have to also remember that those are probably the teams with the most amount of people that this money matters to. You know, the Lakers have a bunch of old veterans that have money. You know, obviously five hundred thousand dollars means a lot to to a lot of people, but if you have a 10 year NBA career of getting paid millions and now you're at your league minimum or whatever, the Pelicans have some guys on rookie contracts as does Indy Indy. They both have high paid, high paid players on them, but I'm sure there's a lot of players that are more in the Luke Cornett boat than they are the, <laughs> the LeBron James. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's been fun. I love the tournament so far. I've had a blast with it. I don't really see any negatives. I did see some Celtics fans on Twitter and, of course, my Facebook group, the Overstated, uh, kind of making light of the in-season tournament post the loss. But that's kind of the Celtics fans in general. They tend to do yeah. that. Um, they get knocked out. It's nothing. If they win the whole thing, then it's the it's banner number 19 or 18 yeah. or whatever right I, now. Yeah. I will, say, I will say that the only downside of this entire tournament was that it was barely watchable, that Pacers game. That floor, it hurts my head to watch yeah i hate the floors i saw people have gotten used to it i still haven't gotten used to it either the celtics one is not is is pretty innocuous it's like a bad a mid-level college basketball court but that one for indy last night with the or the other night with the teal and the yellow it gave me a headache watching the game i liked it i thought it was cool i'd rather that than like you know when brooklyn does those like like the gray court Oh yeah, yeah. That like throws me for a fucking loop. I like it's on. I can't watch it. It, it makes me like sick or something. Like it makes me so confused. I don't know. Yeah, like the Chip and Joanna Grage. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's uh, but I didn't. I didn't mind it. I I thought it was kind of. I don't know. It was kind of neat. But hey, you know, I think I just like the the yellow and blue together. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> All right, guys, Salty, you can feel free to take a break if you want because we are diving into the college football playoff unless you have some thoughts. Um, so 
Some Florida State will lose my pick. You got fucked. <laughs> That's my thought. Yeah. Uh, so Michigan um, beats Iowa, of course. And then Washington in another thriller beats Oregon again, even despite the 9.5 uh, underdog uh, bet, bet line. And then uh, Texas does does their thing for Oklahoma State. They easily take care of them. And of course, to make the chaos happen, uh, FSU wins versus Louisville in not very fun fashion. And Bama beats Georgia, the number one team in the country. So as of now, the playoff is set and it is Michigan minus 1.5 versus Bama and Texas minus 4.5 versus Washington, leaving out the undefeated Florida State Seminoles. How do you feel about that, Tyler? I think it's garbage. It's so stupid. Uh, I, I hate it. I hate to be, I, I would hate the feeling that that is to be a Florida state fan, but on the alternative as a fan of just college football, this is the right tournament. This is the right uh, four teams to be in it. Uh, this is going to be the most competitive. This isn't allowing TCU in last year and watching them get their ass kicked on the national championship stage. Well, let's be fair. They, they won a playoff game though. You can't really like they, they beat Michigan. So did Michigan not deserve it either? Yeah, I, I guess so. But uh, maybe they didn't steal any signs before the game because they didn't anticipate TCU to be there. But the the whole idea of taking them out is that there's a third-string quarterback out there. They're a shell of the team that they were. Um, there's a chance that, that it's very disappointing. And if you're a Florida State fan, you get to whine about this for the rest of your life and say, if we had Jordan Travis, we would have won it all. If... Uh, and that they could claim a national championship. I was seeing UCF. Somebody, I could see somebody. The I saw somebody on Twitter saying that that they should show up to the bowl game and just walk off the field, just not even play a down of it, and say fuck you to now, the. NCAA. I don't think the school would let that happen because of the amount of money you make from a bowl game. But yeah, but I mean that that would be a big fu to the NCA and the. And and now they're fourteen point underdogs versus Georgia. Yeah, there there couldn't be a – I would have turned down that bowl bid in a second because they're just going to get embarrassed against Georgia, and it's going to yeah, be – Yeah, Georgia is going to be pissed, and they're going to destroy them, I think. Because, like, it's, it, Carson Beck isn't like he's – it's not like he's a, like, you know, go to the NFL next year. He's going to play that game and kill them. Exactly. Um, but other than that, I'm super happy that Texas made it. I think Texas has the most favorable matchup that they could possibly have. Yes, I, th- I do think they are better than Washington, too. And uh, and they're playing really strong since yours came back, too. That They, they were in a yep. wall there. Where, the the last two games, they really went off. So, um, actually, wanna, let's make some picks. So, I'm going to take Bama just money line straight up against Michigan. I think Bama has a better offense. Um, I think their defense isn't as good. I think Michigan has a better, way better defense. But, I mean, no road just makes things happen. Like, I know he's not perfect, but he has that, like, a little bit of Lamar Jackson in him where he just, he extends the play. He makes the throw on third down. He either, or runs it for third, on third down. He makes it happen. And I think Bama is going to go to the national championship. What are your thoughts on that game? I, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I, promised the podcast listeners I would never bet on an Alabama game again. So I will be in a hard avoid on this, but my brain is telling me Alabama is going to kick the shit out of Michigan. But um, 
maybe Michigan has something up their sleeve because I just don't see the type They're going to have to throw more. They're going to have to throw more. Yeah, the type of football they've been playing at the end of this season where they've where they've kept games low scoring and they've let their defense uh, win and they've just pounded the football. They're not going to be able to do that against Alabama. So um, let's see if J.J. McCarthy has it and those receivers can get some separation on uh, probably four first round DBs. That and let's note, this is, this is the best offense they have played. Ohio uh, state, Ohio state has, be- has better weapons on offense, but not a better quarterback. They have a worse quarterback. Uh, and Bama has has a better quarterback, so I think this is the best offense they're going to see all year. Yeah, and and one of the losses this year, I believe that uh, in the only loss Alabama had this year, I believe that they started Buchner or one of the games. No, 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 no. That, Mil, Mil, that was the game after. Uh, Milro Mil did uh, play versus Texas, and so. Buchner just entered the transfer portal as a lacrosse player. So that's, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. Good for him. Uh, Good for him. All right. So now game. let's move on to Texas, Texas, Washington. So Texas is four and a half point favorites over Washington. Washington just seems to always win despite people not believing in them in, tor- in certain games. And they just keep doing it. Like, can they do it again? I think it's possible because Penix has been great. Their receivers are absurd. They, they have the best receivers in the game, but Texas has the better defense and they have the better quarterback, uh, maybe not the better quarterback, but the, like the better, uh, the better offense in general, like yeah. more rounded offense. Yeah. And, and I think Penix is probably a better quarterback than yours, but uh, I I'd say yours is not too far behind and their offense as a whole is better. There's a redemption story in this as well uh, that people aren't talking about. Sark was once the coach of the Washington Huskies uh, sometime probably 10 to 15 years ago in one of his first head coaching jobs. He was the head coach. Um, I used to work at a country club at the time, and there was a UW alumni in there, and uh, he had all the Washington head covers on his clubs. He used to come into the clubhouse all the time and say, bark for Sark. He was a strange (laughs) fellow. And so that's the only reason I can remember that. But Washington, I, I think, is just the inferior team. I, but we're going to see how the Pac-12 stands up against a, a really you know, equal foe in terms of the Big 12. The Big 12 has been down this year, so we'll yeah, see how yeah. that goes. I, I think I'm laying the points, though, for Texas. I think, I think I'm taking the four and the half. I, I think that I'd lean Texas pretty heavy, but I, I've been on Texas the last few years, and I know that they have stinkers built into their bones. Yep, and we saw it in the Oklahoma game. But uh, all right, let's move on from college to the NFL. So we saw yeah. some crazy games last week, including the craziest. The New England Patriots scored zero points. Versus the LA Chargers or the San Diego Chargers, as we like to call them on this podcast, who beat them six to zero. Uh, the Pats have given up given up the least amount of points in the last three weeks, but have somehow lost all three games. Um, another note on that Sunday, Brad Marchand had three goals in the same day <laughs> in just six minutes of play, meaning he tripled the Pats score himself in six minutes of play on a hockey on a hockey rink. That's just th- that's that's absurd. I think the funniest part about that six nothing loss is that the Pats still covered. 
despite scoring no, zero point. I thought it was six and a half. No, it was five and a, it was five. five I think it, I think it might have opened at six and a half. It was five and a half. Yeah, the they were talking about it on the they were talking about it on the radio that like I, I, I had thirty dollars on the Chargers covering, so I was very happy. <laughs> I, I think and that, I want the pass lose. I think that the funniest part about all of this is that this feels like a Belichick masterclass where he's being told that he needs to tank to get one of these top quarterbacks, but he's like, I can't. I, I at least have to have the best defense. Yeah, so just the defense, defense is amazing. Just Our defense is really good. People. Our defense is really good. We have that like boa constrictor thing going on where we're just strangling teams. Uh, and then, of course, another big game was that everyone was anticipating was the San Francisco Eagles game in San Francisco. Oof. After a slow, a slow two drives to start, they just put they scored on like six straight drives or something like that and just completely destroyed them. Curb stomp. Debo was Debo was absurd. Ayuk like, had a touchdown. Um, McCaffrey, McCaffrey had a touchdown, of course. Like Debo had, had a touchdown. Debo had three, I think. He had three touchdowns. Yeah. 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 I think he had two passing, one rushing, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And I think two of the touchdowns were like forty plus yard touchdowns. He, yeah. When he's on, dude, he is. He, he just so needed to get healthy, and now he's now he's yeah. back to himself. They have. I the, think they, he. I think he only had seven touches the whole game between passing and rushing, like. He had seven well, that's kind of how he's utilized as like yeah. a Swiss Army knife. So as a Swiss Army knife, you don't need for everything. So right. when you do use it, though, it's very effective. And uh, he yeah. is the most effective Swiss Army knife we have in the NFL. Yeah, when he's healthy and he's on. And this 49ers team, after after a down couple weeks, they're, they're like all the way back. And you know, Purdy... Is now Purdy like, is I just think the he makes every throw. I don't, I'm I'm sick of people putting him down, saying like anyone could step into that offense. He makes every throw you want him to. He doesn't he doesn't hesitate. He steps up in the pocket. He, he obviously the pocket's very clean for them because they have Trent Williams and everything. But yeah. uh, like he does he does it all. So like what what more do you want the guy to do to prove that he's like a good QB? Like oh, I see the if, Ringer rankings having him in like the 20s and stuff like that, and it's like come on, like what does he have did to you, do? Did you have Dak? Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy as the two f- odds-on favorite to win the MVP after the As card. you guys know, I'm not the biggest Dak fan, but he's <laughs> yeah. proved me wrong this year. Yep. Uh, I've always said he's like a worse Kirk Cousins, and now he is like a good, a better Kirk Cousins. Well, when Kirk Cousins went down, he just like absorbed the rest <laughs> he of absorbed like, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I need to be like ultimate Dak Cousins Prescott. <laughs> um, but yeah, he has been awesome. Purdy's been awesome. I think it's, I think it's great. Good for that. Good for him. Because perfect system. I don't know. I don't know if he's a system quarterback. Who knows? But if he is, this is the system. This is perfect. Yeah. Man. He he oh. literally fell into the best job in the NFL, which is just to be Kyle Shanahan's quarterback. But uh, yeah, good With for him. He was the last pick in the draft. Him. So I mean, give him so give him his flowers, please. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a Brock star. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can cut that. Cut that out. True. <laughs> true. Uh, two interesting facts about that is that uh, Trey Lance is now backing up has now backed up the two MVP favorites in the in the same season. Oh yeah. Brock and uh and and, and Dak. Dak now he's Dak's backup. But um you know I I think that the true MVP candidate is actually somebody that runs the exact Debo position in a different place. It's Tyree Kill. When he gets 2000 yards this season he is the sole reason that my, he is what make, makes Miami tick. He's a he's easily going to win Offensive Player of the Year. But I mean, the MVP always goes to quarterback. We know this, so okay. it's going to go to a quarterback. I agree that Tyree Kill should be the MVP, uh, but he's he won't win it. 
But it's just crazy to see that that uh, McDaniel went to Miami and he was like, all right, I can't have Debo Samuel. Let's just get somebody faster and and better and just figure out how we're going to do it from there. Yeah. And just get a, you know, have a QB that can make enough throws and like is accurate. So that's what two is. He's just kind of an and accurate QB. And he's got a nice arm. Like. You just got to put it out there for Tyreek, and he's. Gonna I don't. I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter. Actually, uh, Tyreek had a fun, funny tweet. This guy, like this, uh, this guy was like criticizing Tua for one of his touchdowns uh, to to Tyreek, saying like he like completely uh, threw threw the ball the wrong put to the wrong spot, and Tyreek just happened to get under it. And Tyreek was like, he's like, no, I, he's like, no, I actually ran the wrong route. And because Tua put so much air under it, I was able to change directions and find the ball and still get the touchdown. He's like, Tyreek, so I was, he's like, I was the one that screwed up. Tyreek loves Tua. I know like, he does. He it's so, I love that about up. him. He loved I, Tua I so too. much. I mean, <laughs> Tyreek is a scumbag. Like, but if you just take that part away, I think it's like, kind of adorable how much he loves Tua. Yeah. Like I saw he a video of him, doing, him up. Yeah. He was doing like a Madden tournament or something. There was a video and he had to pick a random team and he got the Dolphins and he was like, oh, I got my boy too. Not like he was going to tear it up with him. He's like, I got Tua. He's like, all right, let's go. Let's go. I'm like, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, that's what you need in a quarterback receiver combo though. Two guys that like, like, like each other, trust each other. Um, and they're one of the best ones. Tyreek is is. Yep. That's why I don't want Tyler to make the playoffs. Like I know, I know CD Lamb's having a great season, but I think Tyreek yeah. has like three hundred more yards than him. <laughs> yeah, and CD's he's uh, Tyreek is more consistent. CD Lamb had a he's had a couple down weeks, but the last yeah he had that like weeks. stretch where he had like one hundred fifty yards like average or something like that. But yeah, yeah, he but he yeah CD's great too. But Tyreek is, I think without question the offensive player of the year even if he like gets injured right now he's still like putting up stupid numbers all right are you guys ready to hear the plus sign hunting numbers yeah so i did the research i went back listened to the pods went off the went off the went off the script we have on google docs and i found out tyler's score so Tyler got off to a purpose. Tyler got off to a real hot start. He was up big on us early in the year, but he had a bunch of down weeks, like in like a short stint, letting me and John catch up. So, the current order: so John's in third place at uh, twenty points. So we are all over twenty points right now, which I think is pretty impressive. I don't um, believe it. I want to recount, and then that leaves me and Tyler. And in first place, first place, actually, it's me. I have 24 points. I got three points last week. Tyler got two. He is, he, we were both at, we were tied at 21 last week, but I got the three points. He got two last week. And cause I hit my lock in one and he had two, his two non locks. So he is at 23. So I actually surprisingly have the lead because I've been red hot in the past, like five weeks. So happy for you. What Thanks. what uh, what do I have? <laughs> How many points do I have? You have 23 points. So you are down one right now. I'm down one. I thought that I got three points last week because I had my... No, your lock, lock was Denver, right? No, my lock was Arizona, I thought. Oh, the research. yes. Oh, wait, did I screw it up? So are we tied? Cleveland, Cleveland 1.5 was your lock. I, I circled it. Oh, no, Arizona was your lock, Tyler. 
So you are no, but you only got you, you only got the lock. That's why oh, you got two points because you had yeah. Browns and Denver oh, who both got ago. smoked. Yep, that that makes sense then. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so your lock hit. We both had Arizona as our lock last week. Uh, that's why we got the. I got three. You got two because I had Green Bay too. Um, so yeah, do you guys want to dive in? I will go first. All right. So at twenty four points, my picks this week. I am locking Vegas versus Minnesota. Vegas is at home versus Minnesota. Who? I mean, we've all seen Dobbs is a good story, but he has looked bad the past few weeks and Vegas, you know, not good, but they are at home. So I'm taking those three points and locking that in. And then I'm going to take Rams plus seven and a half versus Baltimore because their offense is really coming alive right now. And then I am going into KC with the Buffalo Bills because they need this win more than most teams to remain alive in the playoff picture. Uh, they are plus 1.5. So Vegas obviously thinks Buffalo should be favored in this game, but Casey has the home. So they get the extra, uh, they get the 1.5. So I am taking Buffalo and I am going with that. What do you guys have? When, when you zig, I have to zag. Um, Actually, just naturally, all of our picks are different. So, ah, nice. This will be a pure. I, I'm going to write yours down, Tyler, so we can keep track now. So, yeah, and I can send got? it to you too. Um, so my first pick is going to be uh, Tampa Bay uh, plus one at Atlanta. I, I just think Tampa Bay stinks, but um, they're putting up fights on teams, and Atlanta stinks too. It's a divisional game. All of my games are divisional games. So, um. Carolina at uh, New Orleans is my next pick. Carolina plus five. Carolina hasn't been good, obviously, but they've been better. Chuba has really come forward, and they've been running the ball and asserting themselves on offense a little bit more. Bryce is not great, but, you know, the the defense isn't bad. Um, It's a divisional game. They're at New Orleans, and New Orleans stinks out loud, too. My lock of the week is going to be Denver plus two and a half at the Chargers. I just think Denver's better than the Chargers. The Chargers only could put up six points in that Herbert offense. So I'm taking all road dogs. So call me Jesse James. Love it. Love it. All right, Salty, what do you got? All right. I'll, I'll um, run yours in too, Salty. Kind of stinks because two of my picks are your two locks, which is a bummer. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to zag a little bit here too. So my, what was going to be my lock was Denver two and a half at plus two and a half at the chargers. I think the chargers stink like Justin Herbert is, I think Justin Herbert's good, but I think his receivers are just ass right now. They're dropping the ball a lot. Um, and I think Denver's on a heater, even though they lost last week. Um, so that's my first one. My second one is Raiders plus three at the Vikings. Wait, sorry. What was the first one again? Denver plus two and a half at chargers. At San Diego. Um, Raiders plus three at home against the Vikings. Um, I think Josh Dobbs, the the, the fairy tale is coming, has come to an end. Um, I think it's kind of a toss-up, but I think the Raiders could, could do it and then being at home. And here's going to be my lock. I'm doing it. Pats plus six at Pittsburgh. I, I almost game, had Pats plus six. I think this game is going to stink. I think it's going to stink. I think it's going to – the over-under is like 30 and a half. I think it's going to be a low-scoring poo-poo game. 
but I think the Pats could keep it within six. Hopefully we get maybe some defensive yeah, this, this game might be like like 10 to 6 or something like that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like real I almost picked this game. too. I wasn't going to lock it, but I was almost going to pick it. Uh, but I decided actually my last pick ended up being my lock, which is the Vegas. Cause I realized Vegas was on a bye week last week too. So I yeah. feel like off the bye week at home, they should not be underdogs to that team. Yeah. I'm just hoping, I mean, I was going to lock Denver, but I just, I feel like with you guys locking my other two picks, I might as yeah, well. You're just... a little behind. So you want to catch up with that. So yeah, that could be, so huge. I think and you'll find out Thursday. That's Thursday, right? So yeah. So I'm hoping that uh, I don't. I'm hoping the Pats lose, like you said, like ten to six, or like ten to seven, something like that, or like. So, hopefully they can do something nice for me this year and and let me catch up a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's that's my lock. Awesome. So we have a tight race going into the end of the season. Um, are, we have. I have a question for you guys. Are we continuing this into the playoffs, like through the playoffs in Super Bowl? Um, are we going to be doing that? Because we can't really do it. Because what, like, if we all don't think underdogs are going to win, like it's kind of silly, right? So I think it's just a regular season award. Tyler, you're yeah. Good. I think regular season. Then we can do like a just a pick 'em for the playoffs or something. Yeah, we maybe can, a pick 'em for the playoffs. Yeah, but you have to pick against the spread. Yeah, yeah. for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah let's pick. You don't have to. It won't count towards this. That'll be a separate thing. So we'll we'll crown the champion at after. Was it week seventeen now or whatever? 18. And the, eighteen, sorry, yeah, week eighteen, and then we will um, move into a pick 'em for the playoffs. All right, awesome. I like it. All right, so I didn't really have a silly breakfast topic for the day, but we did one earlier this year where we picked a college football team that you'd like to like that it would be fun to go to the school and root for, like when you were eighteen. Like, and we, I think we all had, you know, kind of big picks and stuff like that. So I want to ask you guys that because college basketball is back. Um, UConn beat UNC last night, Wisconsin beat Michigan state and Texas is currently playing uh, Marquette and Marquette is destroying them because Marquette is really fucking good. Even though Wisconsin did beat Marquette the other day, but if you guys could pick and, but just, I'm, I, I, so I'm going to state by saying this, I am going to pick a non UNC school because I'm obviously, I'd obviously pick UNC, but if you could pick a college basketball school to go to, which one would you go to when you were 18 years old? So I'm going to lead off here just because say you're 18 now too. Like you're like, you like, there could be back then or now. So I'm going to lead off just because I, I do think that something really cool happened today in that the number two overall prospect just committed uh, that snake, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, broke the news as the kid was trying to break it himself. Um, so it's Ron Harper's youngest son or his younger son just committed to Rutgers today. So he's following oh, wow. his dad's footprints and going to Rutgers. Awesome. Rutgers actually has two of the top five recruits in the country going to them this year or this next year. So while Cooper flag takes the traditional I'm white, I'm going to Duke route. <laughs> these two kids are deciding to go play at Rutgers and Rutgers is going to have a top-of-the-line basketball team next year. So with that said, I just think it's cool when you go to the underdog. If you're an 18-year-old recruit and you're going to be one of the top recruits, why not go to to a plucky underdog, but uh, one that is plays in a competitive division? Um, I would go with Ole Miss. 
Ole Miss. That's a wild pick for basketball. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're going to a school that is a plucky. <laughs> I, I really hadn't thought it through. And I was just thinking of, of going to a Ole Miss. School that, like, that has fun colors. Yeah. But not, you're not even going to be like ranked, you know? <laughs> yeah. But if you'd be ranked, if you had me, I'm the number one recruit in my own head. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. You yeah. I wasn't saying as a player, I was saying more as a fan, but, uh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. Old Miss. We're going with old Miss. Tyler, what do you got? All right. You're not going to like this. It's going to be, but as, isn't a, it? as a new England Patriots fan, we are hated. Everybody's laughing in our face now that we're bad, but for 20 years, we are at the top of the football world. And I loved it. I drank every tear of every other team that bitched and complained. So with that being said, I'm going to say Duke because oh, that's such a bummer. I hate, I don't like Duke, but I don't like Duke for the same reason. People didn't like the Patriots. They're, they're, they're always good. They get top recruits, all this shit. But I just think being part of that would be fun. Being, being part of a school that uh, is, is a perennial contender except for you know the past couple of years i guess but perennial contender always has a good team always puts out a pretty good product um and just drinking tears i'm just I'm, a, I'm i'm addicted to drinking the tears of the haters so i'm gonna say duke because i think i think it would be a it would be fun although i hate duke um i'm gonna say duke all right so i wanted I, to say unc but that's a kind of easy one that that unc seems like so much fun but yeah great school but uh you know i could easily go with my favorite coach of all time and just say go to michigan state and go to Izzo, or i could go to yukon the new england school that is dominant and keeps winning championships but i'm gonna go where basketball is really the only thing that matters at this school and i'm gonna take i'm gonna go to gonzaga because basketball reigns supreme. They're always good. They have been good for 15 years now or so. And Gonzaga just seems like that, that a rabid fan base. They love their team. The whole school loves it. It's the team at Gonzaga. So I am going to go with the Zags. You know, we're never going to win that. We might not ever win the title, but we're going to get close. We're going to have competitive teams. Um, another team I was thinking about was UCLA, just because it would be fun to live in that atmosphere. But I and like with all the history and everything, but I am going with Gonzaga. So I have a oh, I have a coworker who has since retired, and every year for uh, I believe twenty five to thirty years, he and his college uh, friends they all went to Gonzaga. They would go to the WAC championship every single year to go watch Gonzaga just mop up in Vegas. That was his annual guys trip. That's go a, watch. See, I want to be part of that. I'll join him. When I go to the, when I when I when I go to Gonzaga next year, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna join those guys. Like I, to I'm gonna quit my, my job, go back to school, go to Gonzaga. I'd like to change my answer though. Yeah, I was gonna say I can't believe Tyler hit us with Ole Miss, like <laughs> yeah. the fucking rebels, baby. He he, he wasn't thinking when he said that. Yeah. I, I'm gonna go with Indiana. That's I, that, I almost picked Maddie Indiana too. I when I I almost picked Indiana because that but they just aren't very competitive in the past long time. So well, I had to go to get next year. There's always next year is Indiana back. Yeah. I thought, it's like I Texas thought when you and said football. Yeah. I thought when you said basketball is everything, I thought you're going to, you're going to come out. With I was kind of, I was kind of like making that for that reason. Like I, like it looks like I'm going to pick Indiana, Jesus, but Gonzaga. Jesus. Yeah. 
I thought about Gonzaga too because, like you said, but then you have to live in Washington State. Washington State's awesome. Is I it? love Washington State. I, I I've been I I went to uh, wine country in Washington State. It was it's like the de- it's just like a desert out there. It's fun. It's Fraser, right? That's Seattle. Seattle's a great city. Apparently, I never I never spent more time in there, but I've just yeah. Been that was airport, before the but... liberals took it over. Yeah. <laughs> can sound like you're from Ole Miss. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old Miss in you. <laughs> yes. My old Miss is showing. <laughs> All right. So next year, John is going to Duke. Tyler's going to Ole Miss. And I'm going to Gonzaga. <laughs> we should all go to Ole Miss. <laughs> hey, at least you have a competitive football team. That's that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Name one NBA player from Ole Miss. Ever. Uh, Marshall Henderson. Who, who is that? You don't remember? You no, I don't remember. Tell me any. you don't. Tell me you don't know ball by telling me you don't know ball. You don't remember Marshall Henderson in the he, he used to wear the baggy shorts. He was a white guy. He talked shit in the in the tournament and jumped up onto the thing and pounded his chest. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Oh, I'm looking at some some notable uh, NBA players. We've got. Um, Gerald Glass. Oh, I love him. Um, Ansu Cisse. <laughs> Tyler's favorite. I, I literally don't recognize Jafar <laughs> Summers. I don't recognize. Any. These are guys Kyle drafted fantasy basketball. <laughs> if you ever did fantasy basketball. Well, Romello White. When you were saying this, I was anticipating that I was the recruit going to this school. No, we were, it was remember the, the college football was as a fan, so that's a, it was all based on that prompt. So it's all right, Terrence Terrence Davis. I mean, you'd be the star at Old Miss, though. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Musa, that's all I want. Musa Cisse. Oh, how could I forget Hinschu Lioneers star Tariko White? Oh yeah, he's totally. he's he's a rebel. So yeah, a good pick. Not, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this actually was funnier than I anticipated it being. This was kind of like a throwaway one. It's going to go there. Thomas really brought the heat and silly breakfast topics the last two weeks. <laughs> what was last week's? Yeah, the the whole um, Easter coming back from the dead. That whole joke that was funny. Oh yeah, that was sick. That was good. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this up and say goodbye. So we love you, and we will talk to you next week. Love you, Aloha. Hotty toddy.